0: the broncos blitz podcast with ronnie k presented by tap 14 analysis and commentary to help you get your broncos fixed during the off season subscribe on itunes or google play or listen on demand anytime in the mile high sports mobile app Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. We're going to talk about GMs. How has John Elway been doing as a GM? We will discuss on the podcast. But first, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on Tap 100. 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com. Tap14.com. I do want to talk about... John Elway's job status as a GM, because and and there was a fascinating conversation we were having yesterday about where the GMs rank in Denver sports, because we have quite a few good ones from uh, the Rockies and Jeff Brodich, Joe Sakic, and the Avalanche, Tim Connolly, and the Nuggets. But let's evaluate John Elway's status, and I think John Elway took a major leap as a GM forward this offseason in particular because last offseason he arguably had his best draft period from the the guys that they selected obviously Bradley Chubb kind of falling into their lap to uh, the undrafted free agent in Philip Lindsay but the rest of the draft picks very solid and, and, and serious contributors to this Denver team. And this was the first draft last year in which really the Broncos actually found some immediate starters. Obviously, 2017, the, the Garrett Bulls draft was just dreadful in many ways. And years prior to that, he's missed several times and, of course, missing at the most important position in quarterback from Paxton Lynch, uh, Somehow fig- figuring that Trevor Simeon was going to get the job done. Case Keenan was a disaster. Brock Osweiler never worked out. And it really has been a regime separated by at least two grades. The Peyton Manning era, and that grade. And the post-Peyton Manning era, and that grade. And I know everybody wants to talk about the idea of, you know, well, he shouldn't he shouldn't get a ton of credit because, you know, Peyton Manning is the one who recruited the free agents. Or... Peyton Manning is the reason why they won all the you know those games and playoff games in the Super Bowl and yada yada yada. Although really it was the defense that won them the Super Bowl. Um, But Elway does get credit for bringing him in, and a lot of it because I think when we boil it down, a GM should be graded based on one and one thing only, and that's winning. So it doesn't matter how they got there. It doesn't matter if it's because they hit the lottery and they won that 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 one. You, like, never happens when it comes to a Peyton Manning being available. They won the lottery. But in the, in the end, they still have to win those games. And they don't win those games unless they put the right pieces around them. And... Initially in the Peyton Manning era, yes, Manning got them to the postseason and made them a very viable team, but they ended up losing in the postseason multiple times before finally winning. And they won in the postseason because of defense, because of the pieces that John Elway assembled. So I think if we wanted to rank them four based on my definition and my definition alone, which is simply wins, John Elway remains at the top as a whole. When it comes to a career as a whole, because many of these guys have multiple years under their belt, from John Elway to Jeff Breidich, Sackick, and um, and Tim Connolly. But these other guys are catching up and catching up really, really quickly. However, if we were to flip this conversation, as we talked about previously about how we were going to discuss this, not only as a whole, but also individually, right now as it stands. Right now as it stands. I think John Elway's probably in that lower half. And there are many factors to consider when it comes to the best GM in town right now here in Denver. You have to consider the fact that I believe Jeff Breidich has easily the most difficult job of the four. Because A, trying to recruit pitching in Denver is impossible. And quite frankly, you have nearly half of your Sport and how to execute your sport cut off from you. You can't recruit big-name free agent pitchers here because they don't want to come here because of the altitude. And so now you have to do it a completely different way than any other team, period. Now, when we look at Tim Connolly, we also kind of have this same conversation. But it's changing because they're winning games now. It's changing because they're winning games. I think even if you win games as a Rocky... A Rockies fan, you're still going to have problems recruiting free agents here as far as pitching. Now, Elway and how they stack up against these guys in the relevant time, uh, he, of course, has what we most believe is a pretty darn good draft this year. You arguably find two starters from Noah Fant, who hopefully will be the tight end of the future, and put all the injuries of Jeff Hireman, Jake Butt, Troy Fumagalli in the rearview mirror. And arguably a starter in Dalton Reisner, who many believe is going to be one of the uh, better offensive linemen on this team right out of the box. Probably going to play right guard. Maybe shifted over to left. Who knows? Arguably two starters right out of the bat. We'll see what happens with Draymond Jones, Justin Hollins, and then of course, you do set up your future in Drew Locke, but you don't get Drew Locke if it wasn't for the trade down in passing on the linebacker uh, that that Pittsburgh ended up selecting. And so certainly there's a lot of, you know, everybody wanted Devin Bush. Everybody wanted Devin White and all these, you know, fancy defensive players. And that's great, but it should be something to be said for for what John Elway did in that draft in selecting multiple starters, but then also setting up the future. Because make no mistake, Drew Locke is the quarterback that we are hinging the future of John Elway on. And I think that's where the real big question begins to be asked. Because this is a team that has missed twice greatly on the future. And now it is time. It is make or break time. You know, there, there's, a, there's a saying that goes around on social media about John Elway and that he's, he's considered Teflon John because he's bulletproof, because everything that he's done, the mystique around the Elway name, about uh, what he's done as a player but also as a GM, Uh, there is no more Teflon, John. There is no more Teflon, John, and I think he knows that. He has missed once, twice, and quite frankly, you can maybe argue for the two years, the last two years, uh, missed kind of like a a two-and-a-half time because he clearly never brought in an option that was going to be the case. Nobody looked at Case Keenum and said, this is going to be a guy who could start multiple years. And quite frankly, that's how I look at Joe Flacco. And I know there are different media members who disagree, but I look at the way Joe Flacco, and that's that's a, a bridge to the future. But now we have the future, and that future is Drew Locke. If Drew Locke does not pan out as a quarterback, it is time to look another way for GM. Uh, We should absolutely give John Elway that opportunity to figure this out and fix the mess that he has created or failed to fix since the retirement of Peyton Manning. And so while, yes, he gets a lot of credit for the Peyton Manning era, and as he should, the problem is is that after that, post-Manning, the record is real bad. And overall... It is just not a resume that makes you look at and say, that is a top GM in the league, nonetheless in his own city. So everything is riding on this next two, three years. And make no mistake, it's all on the right arm of Drew Locke. And if he misses with Drew Locke, it is time to look for another GM because you cannot have a GM that can't evaluate talent, particularly at the quarterback position, here in Denver. And I know everybody's going to talk about how, you know, if, if if Joe Flacco is a poor year, how we need to be reevaluating this. Look, it's not hinging on Flacco, it's hinging on Drew Locke. And you're probably not going to see Drew Locke this year, as you should. You you should not see Drew Locke this year, no matter how bad it gets. But we know things change quickly. And there's a lot of pressure on John Elway. John Elway is the most pressure of all the GMs, and I would argue combined. There is so much pressure on the Broncos to be good every single year when the mentality, when the Rockies or the Nuggets are not good, and really kind of maybe just a little bit of hair on the avalanche too, the mentality becomes, eh, same old Rockies. That's not the mentality when it comes to the, the Broncos. When the Broncos are bad, people are outraging. Bags on the head. Freaking out on social media. So there's a lot of pressure on John Elway to deliver. And I, I think when going back to when we said this was such a big year for him in regards to the offseason and the draft free agency, uh, this was so huge because I think it validated that 2018 was not an aberration. It, it validated to me that the 2018 draft was not just this strike of the luck drop in the bucket. I think he has learned. I think he has learned that there are certain players that you shouldn't just draft because he runs a 4 or he's physically gifted, or as they say, their words, brings the team juice. They're drafting more cerebral more smart, intelligent players, team captains. Make no mistake, 2018, all those guys being team captains, that was intentional. That's not just a coincidence. That was intentional. And the Denver Broncos hitting it out of the parkour. So we think, again, we don't know for sure this year, but we it looks like that they had a pretty darn good draft. I didn't disagree with almost any of the selections. I know some wanted Devin Bush, fine. But it's hard to complain when you pull two starters, the future quarterback, and probably a pretty darn good pass rushing option that'll be in the rotation. It's hard to complain with that. In free agency, they filled every hole that they needed to at cornerback, which was just a devastatingly bad position. And yeah, they overpaid for uh, a a new right tackle. It's kind of what you have to do. When you struggle so badly in the draft. But they filled that position. And if those guys pan out. We could see this Denver team back to 10 wins. As quickly as next year. So. We'll see how. This all pans out for Elway. Because I do think. His status. Is hinging on these next two years. There is no more Teflon John. But I will say this. I think he's learned a lot of lessons. And I think those lessons are going to allow him to put together a good team that is going to be back in the postseason quickly. And he has learned that, you know, the the evaluation of players, uh, who he needs to pick, the type of guys he needs to pick, the, to the type of coaches. Look, again, it. he wanted to replace Vance Joseph after year one. He saw it. He saw it. This Vance Joseph guy, he's not getting the job done. He was ready to pull the trigger and move away, and he was vetoed by a higher power in Joe Ellis. He was ready to move on. And for that, he should get credit because we were all ready to move on. Instead, he's vetoed. He's got to deal with Vance Joseph, who was a disaster from top to bottom. Joe Woods, a disaster from top to bottom. And he has to deal with him for another year. And he shouldn't be blamed for that because he wanted to make the change. And quite frankly, he wanted to make a change to a guy that I would have loved to see head coach. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. 3 all 3 831 Big thanks to again our friends at Tap14, 1920 Blake Street. Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com. If you want to check out more info on the Denver Broncos, check it out at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O N N I E Litter K Radio on Twitter. And of course smileysports.com. That's smileysports.com. See y'all.